0: Welcome to the first episode of Synchronic Cinema. This is Case Espros, and this is my new show, so thanks for tuning in. This one is exciting because this is the first episode of Synchronic Cinema, a podcast housed under Dancing Fireman Pictures. With this show, I'm trying to really show how films and music work in conjunction with each other, so I've lined up some musician guests who I enjoy, and I think best can speak on this, and hopefully we can pull an interesting conversation about cinema. I'll try and have a new episode every month as we work on upcoming projects for Dancing Fireman Pictures, but I'm super excited for the show premiere because I've got Flying Lotus on the line. Flying Lotus is a record producer, a beatmaker extraordinaire, a rapper, and a film director manning Brain Feeder Records, as well as their offshoot film label, Brain Feeder Films. So let's get into this. Hello. What's up? What's up? How's
1: it going?
0: Looking over your work and just in your music and your films and everything I think that you you show like a deep love for film and there's always a lot of film um, appreciation going on so do you want to talk about the films that have influenced your work since the beginning?
1: For me, like I, I grew up in the time when, like, we had, you know, Tim Burton doing his best stuff. Right. I think, without knowing it, he was like one of the first people to kind of like, you know, open up the surreal visuals and the dark, the darkness, the dark beauty, uh-huh. fairy tale esque things. Um, I think he was he was one of those ones. And you know, I think Beetlejuice is is maybe like one of my top five movies of all time for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Um, and you know, like there was there was like a you know from from my upbringing, you know that was definitely one of the ones I would watch a lot. You know, um, Batman all his Batman stuff was really you know impressionable. Um, yeah, so I think my first like, Tim Burton was my first love without even knowing who he was, you know, right. and I think after, right. like, Edward Scissorhands came out and all that stuff, it was like, all right, well, who is this guy, you know? Right, right. And it was like, you know. It's like
0: kinda... the first, uh, first director that you saw that had, like, a, that you could put, like, a name to, yeah. or... Definitely. Right, right. Aside
1: from people like Spielberg, who, you know, he also, he did, uh, he did Jurassic Park, and mm-hmm. I was 10 years old for that one so it was like super crazy um, you know everybody wanted to be a paleontologist in school and stuff it was uh-huh. like it was fucked up you know when he did Jurassic Park he he, he killed us children you know it was like it just <laughs> opened up our minds um, but you know I, I, I love Spielberg and he, he's so influential but I think that you know he's not my favorite filmmaker like that right right but uh, if you want to start getting favorites and stuff that's different
0: uh-huh um, do you feel like your music and your films work simultaneously like how do you uh
1: well,
0: differentiate yeah. the two
1: yeah they're definitely different sides of the brain but they surprisingly um they they definitely um, inspire each other you know i can be right. making music and then that, oh man, this would be cool as a film, you know, make something and then boom. Or, you know, I could be writing a script or something like that, or even working on a film project and then start making some music and then suddenly there's a vibe and a tone that I can share with the cast and the crew. And I, oh, this is where we're going. This is what this world sounds like. And it, it, I've done that before and it was very effective. Um, right. So, yeah, they, they definitely, they're, they're, you know, when, a, when you're working on a film, or something visual related you know the first thing you want to do is like music or anything else you know after a uh-huh. while because you know working on film you need so many people and music it can be a very intimate process and i think that you know after you know doing one thing for so long you kind of want the other if you can
0: mm-hmm.
1: even when making music for so long it's like okay i kind of want to get out and shoot something and get crews and you know try and make visual stories happen
0: right i mean just i mean I, I i really don't see much of a difference in your film work than your music work i can i can pick up on narratives even listening to your albums and even i can pick up on the humor that's like in kuso in some of your albums Yeah. so and they both feel more just like a playground they don't really feel like a like like a structured narrative can you talk about how you see narrative
1: yeah, I think I think um, narrative is is very important to me. You know, despite how you know Kuso might appear or come off, <laughs> I really I really do love narrative, and I really do love story. And you know, my friends are writing scripts and things. I love getting involved and kind of helping out, and you know, helping them, you know try to make sense of their work. I feel like I'm I'm really good at like bouncing ideas off of people, and, and you know. Right. Sometimes people don't know why they make choices. You know, you just do it because it's instinctive. Right, and cool. then I'm a person who can kind of question you on why you're doing the thing, and maybe we can get to the bottom of it. And then you know that can help something else in the project. You know, like that's that's what I love doing with people. But you know, I do I do think that it's all connected somehow. I do try my best to do things that I feel that only I will make. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. versus, you know, like, you know, I I can think of a bunch of very fun comedies that are kid-friendly and all that stuff, but someone else can make those movies. Someone else should do some of those (laughs) things. Maybe I will make one, but I think when I, if I decide to go down that path, I do it because I know no one else will do it unless I do it. And it's like, that's what calls me to do it. You know, that's why I did Kushto. I was like, and I also felt like there was a time was coming where you couldn't do kuso anymore, you know. So it's like, <laughs> I right. was like, let me let me get this one out real
0: quick. I think that film is like there was so there was so much happening in Japanese film that America had an answer to, but then along came like Japanese cyberpunk, like Tetsuo, Iron Man, and uh, Nine Six Four, Pinocchio, where america didn't really have an answer to it because it was so extreme and i hadn't seen a film yet until kuso and and just your other shorts that really really gave an answer back to that is that something you want to continue doing
1: um it's it's tough man because i got i you know i, I love the process of kuso mm-hmm. at the end of it i was i really did hope that you know, more people would kind of get it. And a lot of people did, but I was uh, I it kind of discouraged me, especially like trying to do more stuff in the studios, you know, because yeah. they were, people were just terrified of working with me, you know? <laughs> like, <they're laughs> like, I'm gonna have them do really outlandish stuff. Um, but you know, there there is something to be said for making something that gets a reaction out of people. You know that has made people react in such a way. So there is, there's part of me that that wants to go down the road. You know that same thing. But I honestly, I just I'm gonna just follow the muse, whatever it is. You know, my life is changing and things are changing around. So I wouldn't necessarily make the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, it, so whatever it is, I would definitely you know just follow the muse and and i'm sure my sensibilities will show up <laughs> in whatever it is
0: For so, sure, yeah. yeah this deck from the 2010s till 2019 this deck or last decade um who were your favorite up-and-comer filmmakers
1: from the 10s to now
0: yeah or just films
1: um i think park wook he was like he was someone i was really hoping to be he i wanted him to be where Bong is basically, uh-huh. Bong Ho is. I want him to be that guy because I love Park Chan Wook. I think Bong is good too, but I think Park just I enjoy mm. his sensibilities and his his choices for stories. I think a bit more, um, and they're, they're not really to compare. But I do, I did feel like he was gonna be like Chris Nolan level even in america i felt like uh-huh. at some point we were gonna see like you know park move be like you know the, <laughs> the the big the big dog in hollywood right i mean who couldn't speak english you know <laughs> right right right. Right. Like, be sick.
0: Right. Um, we were seeing kind of parasite kind of take that
1: yeah it's cool though you know it's really it's really amazing it's about time you know, America start showing love to, you know, Korean films and stuff, filmmakers. Oh, yeah definitely, yeah. They've been they've been on it for a long time. You know, they've they've had shit for a long time. that was killing, you know. And I, I do hope that actually like people will see Parasite and actually get curious about more Korean films and get in the old boy and all that stuff.
0: Right. I mean I think I think it'll definitely happen. Uh the Safdie brothers.
1: Ooh Ooh. What do we think? <laughs> Well, I've only seen uh, Uncut Gems, and that was my favorite movie of last year. Okay. Um, so I, I, I want to see Good Time. I've been waiting for the right time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to be good. You, so you, have, like, to, you have to.
0: It, you, you can't miss it. Like, and I'm I know not, you won't, but Yeah, it's those it, things on a
1: rainy day. i totally, like, totally, all right, yeah. is this the time? Is this it? Here we go. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that moment. I really am disappointed they didn't get no nominations for Uncut Gems, but yeah,
0: I know. But yeah,
1: it's They it were late in the game. I get it. They were late on their on their rollout, but in the Adam Sandler comedy factor, kind of threw people. But I think that they made a big mistake not giving them anything for it. You know, um, nomination wise, it was really. Uh... What
0: What other films have you seen this decade? What are you What are you watching right now?
1: Um, I'm watching a lot of The Simpsons. <laughs> I've, I've gotten back into The Simpsons. Right. I do um, I haven't seen The Simpsons since Family Guy came out, so it's been, it's been kind of a trip. Like, Man, this shit's actually pretty good. Oh, um, yeah, man.
0: I grew up on it,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, but movie-wise, I just saw um, Color Out of Space, which was pretty cool. Mm. It gave me hereditary vibes in a good way. Um, and kind of like mother vibes. But then I thought to myself, well, was that just Colin Stetson, the guy who did the music? Was that just him and his vibe that I followed? But it, it definitely had some, some shit in there. I liked.
0: How important do you think of, like, a score?
1: Um, Good question. I think they can easily be nothing, background, nothingness. But mm-hmm. when they're done well, they're amazing and memorable, and they, you know, they're the type of things that will make you think differently about a movie. If you hated everything else, you might exactly like, there's something about it. I don't know what it was. But I like something about it. They won't be able to say it was the music,
0: <laughs> right? Like but, you can just cop the vinyl, but you don't even care about the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it has some potential to really, uh, to really be a, a star of the show. But you know, sometimes, a lot of times, they're just like nothing you know these soundtracks they're just nothing no character um nothing memorable about them right
0: i don't i mean it shouldn't be like that though like it shouldn't i mean coming from you it's probably frustrating to watch a movie where the soundtrack is like so dull
1: yeah honestly i'm when i watch a movie i don't sit and listen for the music if if it hits me then i'm like ooh. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I want, you know, because right, like, I'm, right. I'm focusing on story and stuff. But that's the thing, like when the music is good, too, like, like Uncut Gems, you know, listen, watch that, like, what the fuck? Like, out the gate, the music was interesting. Right, so, you know, like, yeah, yeah, so you just like got your ear bent to it a little bit. But yeah, it, 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 can, be, it can be frustrating, uh, but it's also, you know, a result of the process, too, because, you know, music is the last thing on... A lot of filmmakers minds in the process you know they're so concerned with the visuals and getting the best dps and all this stuff uh-huh. and then they get to the edit and they're like okay well now we need some music <laughs> it's like right. well you know let's just get whoever the fuck mm-hmm. because we got a beautiful movie we'll just get whoever the fuck off the street and do the music it'll be fine it's like no it don't work like that you know mm-hmm. sh- they should be thinking about you know the whole the whole picture from the beginning. You know, like I love if someone would hit me up in the beginning of the process, be like, "Yo, we're shooting today. Come through." Right. <laughs> Even though you're doing the music, you right. know. Just you just scored something, something recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, what did I do recently? It was um, like an anime,
0: I think, if I remember. Oh,
1: I, yeah, I did. I did. I'm actually doing an anime right now, uh, pretty pretty soon. Scoring but it. uh. Yeah, I don't uh, I did. A, I did a commercial recently. I did. Yeah. The most recent the Moog commercial which was cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it, this shit it gets a little frustrating at times, yeah, for sure. What do you think of the
0: future of Brain Feeder films?
1: Um well, it's looking really good. You know, we're um we're actually securing some funding so we can do some kind of like R&D for a few projects that we got oh, kind cool. of uh, bubbling around. Yeah. So there's, it's not going to be just me as well. There's other people in the mix building stuff. So right. yeah. Like David looking good. And stuff. It's looking good. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. Do you want to talk about spirituality in films? Because I think that, that amongst all the humor that's more, like, reminiscent of, like, the Kuchar brothers or, like, John Waters films in in your film work, there is a true, like, transcendental filmmaking that's going on. Are you influenced by the transcendental filmmakers in any way, like Dreyer or uh, Ozu? And
1: Hodorowsky. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I think, I think film has a really it's got a really interesting place and all that you know i i I feel like i wouldn't really try to push my beliefs in that way i think more so it's it's about trying to understand what characters believe and and investigating that you know and and um and also just playing off of what people believe too i think that's always fun to do a film is to you know if you know you can piss off some Christian people at the right moment. You should go for it. <laughs> you know? but, yeah, that's exactly what. Yeah, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> but, uh you know, it's like if it, if it means something to your story, of course.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, what are you gonna do now? What's What's next?
0: Um, I'm working on an- another feature film about like where the missing children on milk cartons go, and like where they live. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow, man. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'll get the hang of this pretty soon. Um, I'm excited for my next guest next month, though, because it's someone who's a very big influence on me. So I'm hoping it'll be a pretty interesting conversation. However, anything can happen here on Synchronic Cinema. It's a uh, kind of the Wild West out here. I'm learning how to do this never really thought I'd be a host of anything, yet here I am. I said might as well just do it, and we're doing it. Finally started a podcast, and we're gonna give it to you raw and uncut, because raw and uncut's the only way, baby. And we're all here in quarantine, and making films during COVID is an absolute nightmare, yet dancing fireman pictures will prevail, and 2021 we have a lot of exciting stuff coming at you, uh, including Synchronic Cinema, So I'm excited to see the future of this show, but until next time, I will see
1: everyone next month. Thank you, thank you. Bye-bye.